This episode of Darn.exe was recorded before New Year's Eve. <clears throat> I'll need silence from you boys for about 10 seconds. Hey guys, welcome back. <laughs> no, okay. Um, welcome back to the Darn.exe podcast with my sexy guests. No Nathaniel this week as I'm pretty sure he's still asleep. Costa and Alessandro. Hey there guys, say hello. Oh, we're allowed to talk, hey. <laughs> yeah, we'll put ice for a hot minute, so we didn't know if we could speak. Yeah, you're allowed yeah. to speak now. So, yeah, um, I thought we'd, uh, well, first let's introduce you to the podcast. How do I know you two? How did we even meet? Oh, shit, that's a good one. Uh, Costa, do you want to start? Because I think you met him before me. Yeah, I, yeah we met Costa him before. Yeah, was in we'll... my form. Yeah. yeah. So we were in the same house. We were born in Luke house, in the shit house, basically. <laughs> Luke, um, Luke. I, we were in BD together, me and, and Darnell, and um, you were eventually swept up in the whole um, chapel choir bullshit and went to yeah, their special privilege form, and I was left with the fucking literal, like, horrible, like, the worst people in the year who were so, like, <laughs> disgustingly I hope no one from your form listens to this. I, left I hope they do. They need to, they need to hear this. <laughs> I left for the high class. <laughs> Except for Casper, Manuela, Ryan. Oh, the rest of you, the rest of you, you know exactly how I feel about all of you. Yeah, the rest of you. Uh, some of you were safe, like Justin, you're safe now. Safe guy. Um, who else? Justin was not on our form. Was he not? Oh, okay, yeah, you're probably right. He was in my form in sixth form, but not in, he wasn't in BD. Oh, fair, fair. Well, anyways, I, I everyone else, I probably agree with Costa, and you know why you're not in my allies right now. Um, but yeah, I, I remember meeting you in form. I'm, I've sat next to you in a lot of classes because we were in, in, always, in a lot of the same classes. Um, and yeah, Costa's just one of my very close friends. I've missed him a lot. I'm glad we can reconnect finally and actually have a proper conversation. We've been playing Among Us, but a lot of that's just been um, bullying, to Deuce. be honest. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know what the game is, and so I just troll every single time, but no one seems to notice. Um, and we have Alessandro. How did I meet you, Alessandro? Well, you met Callum. Um, obviously not before I'd met Callum, because Callum, I met him first. <laughs> <laughs> My guy. But, um, yeah, uh, no, no. but yeah, he introduced me <laughs> um, to you, and you've been a safe guy since year eight, haven't you, boy? Yeah, I think, yeah, that's, yeah, because I was like a, I was a late bloomer, you know, I came in a year later, if you think about it. Because yeah. for the first year, I was hanging around with, um, it was like Annie Savage and like it was a completely oh, dude, different I used group. to have such a big crush on her. So did I. I went out with her in year seven and we only yeah. spoke over Thank time. God and you then Vanya broke her. us up. So <laughs> Put me up yeah, a real I think, um... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um Vanya broke us up. That was heartbreaking. I remember at that age I was I was like so shocked. Because I was yeah, just there I talking because I'd never actually spoken to her in person there, like in school since we started going out. It was all like a Skype relationship. And That's then so um, And then and then what happened? I just remember one day, I'm not sure if you guys remember, in the upper playground, we used to play like one touch with a tennis ball off one of the walls. And people yeah. just used to kick the ball the other. And um, I just remember one day Vanya came up to me. Van like Vanya's been a close friend since year seven. She came up to me. She said, "Look, uh, Annie doesn't want to be going out with you anymore." And she just walked away. And I remember just turning around, seeing Annie just like walking away with like a group of friends, like consoling her. It was a really, really tough breakup over two weeks. That's um, hilarious. So, yeah, that's some side chick shit. I'm sorry, I like Vanya, but that's some side chick shit. Yeah. Do you, like, uh, do you oh, think? Uh, do you think if Callum was like, "Hey, can you break up with this girl for me?" 
I'd go over there and break up with it. I'd be like, no, like, <laughs> what? But I suppose we're all like 11. Like, it, it, I think it's fair I mean, enough. Yeah. We're, we're fucking oh, children at this point. You know, like everyone's fucking ugly. Annie's ugly, you're ugly. We're all fucking ugly. Year seven's, we, you, it's, it's hilarious because when you're in year seven, you're like, oh, I've got to do my hair like this. And like this, oh my suit, my my oh. school uniform's so baggy because my parent, my mum wants me to grow into it, and I look <laughs> yeah, so stupid. And you, you actually think your looks matter at all, and they don't at all. How sad is that? My year seven hairline was <laughs> something. That bowl cut was hilarious. <laughs> oh, what was I thinking? Oh, uh, do you remember, do you guys remember when we used to play like um cards up uh before like school would start in the canteen? Yeah, you used to go to yeah, school that, early, go to school yeah, at seven a.m. Play some cards, oh do some homework. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know I like now, I try to wake up at eight and I'm struggling. Back then, I was already on the bus at like seven twenty to come in to play cards. Well, you weren't doing, you weren't doing like... amphetamines then, were you? <laughs> <laughs> but there's um, and yeah, I just remember there's this one side picture. It was like a Christmas, like everyone was decked out for Christmas. There's yeah. a side picture of me, and I've just got just these really fat sideburns. I don't know why, just these really, really, really thick sideburns. I was like, yeah, you thought they were cool. The worst. I, spe- I, re- I definitely remember you thinking they were cool. Oh my God. Because I was shaving, wasn't I? I was trying to shave, trying to make my beard grow, but I didn't know where to stop and start the beard. Yeah, and you would <laughs> tell everyone you were shaving. Oh my God, yeah. Everyone like, needed to know that you were putting a razor to your face. Oh my God. And I was so jealous as well. I was like, where the fuck's my bit? Even now at 22, I'm like, where the fuck is my bit? <laughs> like, the first time I shaved was back in year six. Yeah, yeah, same. Right. It's being Southern European. It was just a moustache thing, though. Like, it wasn't like proper, yeah. like. <laughs> it's that Mediterranean blood. Moustache. So much hair in your blood. <laughs> oh my God, it came out here. Oh god. I, I came out actually with a lot of hair. Black children are usually born with quite a lot of hair, but obviously it's not we're not hairy like you guys are hairy. Um Were you born hairy <laughs> Was I Were born hairy? hairy? Dude, I don't have hair on my arms or legs really. Um Oh yeah, you you yeah, I remember you distinctly told me I think like you barely have any body hair, that's a bit of a weird thing. I remember just in the Yeah, I can't oh. imagine what that's like. I've although I've I've seen hairless um men and it's it's weird. I I've been told I have the perfect amount of body hair, which I take very um very much take like heart. I take yeah because I have no back hair. You know? I have oh you have no back hair. I'm back hair is disgusting. Back hair. That, that's really I have chest hair, hair, like really like tastefully hairy legs <laughs> and hairy arms, but no back hair. <laughs> oh it's like fifty fifty kind of thing. I'd say my legs are more tastefully hairy, to be honest. Um just because it's just the lower quarters, but then the thighs are nice and bold. Oh man, it's just, it's just a, like I, I, I've always had hairy legs. For some reason, I've always had. But my, my cousin, she's a female. She was, she's three years older than me. I just remember one year, like one year, I think during Christmas, I was like, oh, look, my hairy legs. For some reason, I just showed her my legs, and she's like, oh yeah, I can do. It. And like she pulled out her legs, and she basically she got like three or four strands and started rolling them together, and made like a single long hair going across down her entire leg. So it definitely is like a Mediterranean shit going on there. Yeah, you guys are definitely hairy, but we got to get off the racism and move into some real things. I've written a monologue. <laughs> <coughs> Silence. <laughs> and there I was, running for the bus. As I was about to shit myself, it was imperative that I didn't wait the ridiculous 15 minutes for the next bus due to the shitty Coventry bus system. I love you, TFL. But once I'd caught the bus, it was fast how my mind switched. 
I had poop-based sociopathy. And as I saw old women run for the bus and little children, in my heart, I said to the driver, don't stop, fuck them. I'm going to shit myself. And that was my morning, boys. How was your morning today? Oh, th this morning? Yeah, how was this morning? Oh, this morning, I went for my first ever drive by myself since basketball Ooh. license. Yeah. That's pretty oh, fucking God. nice, man. How was oh, that? yeah, dude. I felt like such a genius. And you chose to go to Sainsbury's. <laughs> I had to get petrol, to be fair. To be fair, it's a good Sainsbury's. It is a good Sainsbury's. And here's <laughs> the thing. So I actually went there to park the car oh, to go to somewhere man. else, but... I feel so cool. I literally, I felt so, I felt so cool. I wasn't nervous, but yeah. it was, it was, it definitely was like a sick experience. And then you called me in the car, and I was like, oh man, I felt like such an adult. Don't Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bluetooth. Yeah, my I took him off Bluetooth. Though. I didn't trust it because I got Are like. Are you a, excited car... about um, the potential Pinani that you're going to be able to get now? Oh my god, that is an absolute in the car. Like, a white Peugeot two hundred six from two thousand and two. That is like the definition. It's of a hot car. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Like, it, is, it is so um, particular. Like, so when I got it, I had the tape. I had like a tape fucking player in it. So I got that changed. So now I've got one of those really cheap um, Amazon, you know, multicolored radios that have Bluetooth and shit. So I installed yeah. that in the car and now that's fucked up all the electrics. But apart from that, like, you know, I can listen to music. Now. So that's, that's, that boats cool. up. that's good. Yeah. I can't well, see the time. Hopefully your brakes don't stop working. Now, how was your morning, Costa? Very uneventful. I just woke up at and I think but I do that thing when you wake up. I have I, so I set five alarms in thirty minute intervals. I just kind of every time I'm a what bit more awake and I eventually on my phone. I hate having to get up the moment I wake up. It really just sets me off in a bad. But what bad. is the point of thirty minutes? Because it's enough time to fall back asleep, but in a lighter sense of sleep. But how many of these alarms sleeper. are there? Five in total. Uh, so Sometimes there's three. Much, there's two and a half hours of un, well, interrupted sleep. Yes. Instead of just waking up two and a half hours after. Yeah. Do you see I... the floor in this? Look, I've been doing this since I was like 15, and I'm not going to stop now. So. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, dude, if I was like I've been drinking since I was 16, you'd probably tell me to stop. <laughs> Oh no, I wouldn't tell you to withdraw because your your liver's already fucked. Like, there's nothing you can do. This point, just keep going. You're gonna die at like 60 after that. Oh, uh, fuck. I mean, I suppose that's to be European, isn't it? Um, <laughs> alcoholism, I guess. Or to be British, especially. Because our alcoholism is special. We're not like the rest of Europe. We're not like. Like, don't yeah. say that again. We don't drink vodka to just get drunk. We have fun getting drunk. All the other drunk states of europe they're just drunks <laughs> hey we're like uh, yeah alcoholics do you know what i mean <laughs> like <laughs> like our culture is alcoholic but so to say i don't identify with this culture and at greek weddings or like separate weddings like you have an open bar with alcohol on the table and like it doesn't all get drunk people take bottles home in their bags like it's we're, we're, we're eaters, we're not drinkers. Like, it's not a huge thing to drink loads of alcohol. You have like a wine festival and no one will get paralytic unless they're tourists. Like it's just a different thing. So like yeah, you, when you I have an when I was a student culture. here, yeah, here, no, everyone in Europe knows like, 
British a, a micro Greek Cypriot culture. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess any kind of diaspora culture in the UK has a different drinking culture to the rest of the British population who are out of control with alcohol. But you know what I would say? I would say most, um, I'd say most colonial, uh, most Commonwealth countries also have quite a big drinking culture. I guess I know like Hindu Indians, like the people yeah, I know yeah. from those communities, they, 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 they party. So do Sikhs actually that I know of. Yeah. So do some Muslims that I know of, to be honest. <laughs> um, I suppose that's neither here nor there. But yeah, like Jamaicans, I mean, rum. You know, I mean, Ray and Nephews, Red Stripe, like it, it's a big part of the culture for sure. Um, I mean, most of the time people leave Jamaica, they leave with rum. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, sure. okay. I don't know. It's just, it's just one of those things. But um, sort no, of. Yeah, that, yeah, but dude, how do we get onto that from how your morning went? Uh, we got from alarms, then we got to dichotomy of alarms or something. Then alcohol. We got. To, <laughs> how do we get to alcohol though? You know. said uh, you equated oh. my alarm habits to being an alcoholic from. Yes, you're an alcoholic. You've got used to a damaging quality thing, dude. If you were getting those extra two and a half hours uninterrupted, you would feel so much better, dude. I don't even have alarms set. I just wake up in the night because I have insomnia. So the the thought of someone doing that to themselves on purpose, it just sounds crazy to me. No, but the thing is, I go to bed at 10.30, so I get a good eight and a half, nine oh, hours oh before God. my alarm yeah. starts. Oh my God, so then what, you, so you get like eight hours and then like two and a half extra hours of Sometimes. Up sleep. Oh my God, how long can you so. sleep uninterrupted? Nine I think hours. For me it's like easy. seven. I, I always I'm wake up in the seven hour mark. Oh my god. There's so many hours. That's, that's, that's a blessing in disguise. I don't know about you guys. Even after night's out, I'd go to sleep at like 5 30. I'd still wake up at seven. Just... You're such a boring guy. What the hell? <laughs> go on a night out and you're waking up at seven. You should be fucking going to bed at seven. I'm going to bed at 5 30. That's still late, isn't it? No, mate. Not late enough. You should be going to Not bed the next enough. day. You should get, you should snort some cat and take a flight to Ibiza and take out all of your overdrafts and, <laughs> and then come back the next day at seven. And then sleep. And then yeah. sleep. But nah, one thing I didn't want to talk about, and I don't know why this was a topic on my mind, but I thought this would be fun since you brought up Sainsbury's. <clears throat> what is the best supermarket? What is the top three for UK supermarkets? I thought about this a lot. And I think a lot of people think about it a lot, but a lot of people don't talk about it a lot. Do you know what I mean? Okay. And that can cause a lot of problems. For me, I'm going to say my top three, and you guys can debate about your, amongst yourselves about why I'm right and why you're wrong. Um, <laughs> number one, Tesco. No. Okay. Number two, M&S. Okay. Number yeah, okay. three. Hmm. See, number three is a hard one. Because... I'm being pulled towards Sainsbury's, but I'm also being pulled. But does that count as a supermarket? Does Iceland count as a supermarket? Yes, it does. Yeah, I suppose. Okay, well, fuck them. Lidl in the third spot. <laughs> yeah, mm, no, I would agree. Some people would contest and put Audi in there, but I am a Lidl um, I think, stan. Yeah, I think uh, Audi is to Lidl 
Well, um, action guy was the action man. Wow. Okay. Oh, I would yeah. say more Aldi's the Tesco, Lidl's the Sainsbury's. As in, Sainsbury's is objectively better than Tesco, but people deny that. No, do you know where it is? It's like, um, it's like, like, it's like Lidl is full fat milk and Aldi is like rice milk. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I also it doesn't have Aldi near me doesn't have a self checkout which to like get fast. Yeah, it's just Aldi is never it's, it's never an efficient store. Do you know what I mean? It looks never, nice, like, well mapped out. but it, I'm I'm always in a queue. I'm never. Like, do you know what I mean? It's never well mapped out. Uh, Little, it's just in, you're out. Do you know what I mean? Like it's busy, but you're in and you're out. You're surprised how fast you're out of Little, even when there's a big queue. Do you know what yeah, I mean? So I, agree. I think the efficiency of Little gets it the first spot and the bargains. For me, um, I think you can walk to Lidl with ten pounds and walk out with a week's worth of shopping if you're really smart about it. Um, and an electric toothbrush and a yoga mat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some fucking Wellington yeah. boots and half of a bike. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they've got everything, mate. They've got fucking everything. Yeah, you're so right. They've got that just random section of shit you might need. Random shit that you don't yeah. need. And the meat there's pretty good as well. Honestly, I prefer yeah. the meat yeah, there from a lot of other places. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, and then in the second spot, it has to go to MS. And a lot of people might be like, yo, MS is bougie, yeah? MS is bougie. Yo, oh my god, I love that wavelength just then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> MS is bougie, why would you say MS? And it's just like, well, treat yourself. And the thing I like about MS is you're never getting ripped off. You're never getting like, they're never like two for one on this because they want you to buy more. They're like, this is expensive because it's nice. Do you want it? <laughs> I don't because... think I've ever bought something from MS that I haven't liked. Yeah. Like, yes, I everything they sell tastes like heaven. Literally yes. anything you buy, like, oh God, I love to get the like pastries that you get in the in the fridge refrigerator section oh, and you just heat yeah. them up in the oven. Like really? they had these like mozzarella and tomato pastries like parcels oh. and i climax on my first bite do you know i like change my pants i love climaxing on the first bite and speaking of that i like to go to the bakery as well costa and this is why i like you because i haven't seen you in years and you're still doing the same shit in a weird way um <laughs> go to the baker i get the olive bread you see um oh. i'm about to get a bit more bougie than you then i go to the duck liver pate and I look I, around I, and I'm like, oh, what do they have? And then I see, oh, they've got some duck liver parfait. And then I'm like, oh, that'd be nice. Then I just go home and use that and butter until I feel sick with the bread. And just keep spreading it and toasting it and spreading it and toasting it until there's no pate left. So half my stomach's full up on pate and all I can taste is liver. Ooh, wee! <laughs> Now, I mean, Alessandro, I bet, <laughs> hey, look, look, K Costa, I bet Alessandro doesn't have a thing he likes to get from Eminence. I don't know. I, like I feel like he's actually never been to Eminence, he's just lying to impress us. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, went, I went to Eminence. No, 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 I actually went to Eminence like yesterday. But, oh, for real? Yeah, no, I went there to buy some shit for my nan. Um, yeah, uh, nan, nans love Eminence. Oh, oh, tell me about it. it. No, you have to no. send stuff over. Yeah, because it's God. cheaper here than it is in Cyprus. Well, like we sometimes we just go and we just take like shit ton of pictures. We send like ten pictures. What do you want? And she like picks one by one like what she wants. So she's very specific with what she wants. But um, I don't know. Is there a goal too that I've got in MS? I wouldn't say there's a goal too, but 
I always do check out the pastry. I always end up getting something different. I won't lie to you. That is, but there is one thing that I like about M&S. Again, about bread, they have a nice selection. At least the one in my Nantes has a nice selection of bread. Yeah. Whereas the Sainsbury's and other ones like near me, they've just got absolutely no fucking taste. They've got it's just the same thing, just rebranded. Yeah, I mean, one yeah, little bakery let it down for sure. Comparative, yeah, the, yeah it's just like the bread is dough. <laughs> Yeah, that's one hundred percent. Like Little's pastries are all the same pastry with different fillings. Yeah. Like there's no fucking difference, but MS they really do put go the extra mile. And I actually think Tesco's bakery is really fucking good as well. And that's why I'm getting into Tesco. Right now, actually I will say <laughs> one more thing about MS. Um MS is good, but I don't like the fact that because I'm a black guy they kinda of follow me around the store because they think I'm gonna steal. Fuck you. <laughs> I've never stolen in my life. When children were stealing pick and mix, I was calling them sinners. So fuck you. Anyway, moving to Tesco, the fucking best supermarket in the UK. They do everything. The bakery is great. The Tesco bakery is great. I would honestly say the Tesco bakery is, I'd say if the M&S bakery is a nine, the Tesco's bakery is an eight. Okay. Wow. Okay. Honestly, I think if you go there, I think you go there at the time of the day, some of the stuff they do is really fucking nice. Really fucking nice. And I love bread. Yeah. And I love Tesco. Then, another thing, meat in Tesco. A lot of meat. A lot of meat and uh, not, a, not a lot of uh, vegan stuff mixed in the meat section. It's laid out fine. I don't even have to see a fucking vegan product when I go to fucking Tesco. Because it's such a well laid out store that no matter what you want, there is almost always a streamlined way of getting there. Yeah, fair enough. Then I'm going to say... I Everything's there. Everything. They sell everything. Now, and I'll say this as well. A lot of stores, like even M&S, their frozen section is not that great. No. Not that that's great. Not yeah, but I'd say, and as does this as well, I'll give Asda a bit of credit. Their frozen sections are just as good as their grocery sections, I think. Um, but yeah, now what would your what would your list be? I mean, do you guys like Tesco as well? Do you agree with Tesco? I I'm not, I don't fuck with Tesco. Oh, gonna You're gonna put Sainsbury's in the top spot, aren't you? No, as top, top spot. I, it's hard because I really want to put. I think four are exemplary, in my opinion. And I would say, um, so once I signed my job contract, I started going to Waitrose in third year, and there it is. You get what you pay for. That shit is so. It's like M&S food, but the it's more. There's more selection, and their frozen section is obscenely good considering it's waitrose they also have you know how you have a fishmongers you have the butcher section they have a counter for bread also for sushi oh really i will not be buying yes. sushi from waitrose well it was good let me tell you and their bread they will literally have like five <laughs> new specialty breads that will have like tomato and rosemary and like um olive and feta like it, it's Everything there is just like next level culinary delights. Okay, and they have international brands. They'll have like 10 different types of halloumi, which I respect because Tesco halloumi is garbage. Do you know what it's I like made in Romania. I think Waitrose is a shit Whole Foods. The Whole Foods is owned by Amazon though, whereas I Waitrose don't... is owned by John Lewis Group and they're, they're staff are partners. So actually I would argue against that. Oh, don't also... act like we don't order stuff from Amazon. 
I actually don't. The last thing I bought for Amazon was this, and I got it on a voucher I got from work. So what about Amazon this Prime? Mic. By this, I'm pointing at the mic that no one can see. <laughs> what about yeah, Amazon Prime? I thought you were pointing at your dick. Um, what about Amazon Prime? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, I quit Prime. I use my mum's to watch to stream things, but I don't. Oh, I don't give them any of my money. Look, what I was trying to say in that weird comparison, I was trying to draw between you using Prime, but you don't use Prime because apparently you don't live in the 21st fucking century. Yeah, I don't. I live under a rock. That I don't care about exploitation if I don't know it's happening. Okay, and I'm not gonna look for it. Okay, <laughs> that is that is what modern day consumerism is. All right, no one cares about the cruelty about the iPhone because there wasn't an article, there wasn't a book or a movie, and I can't see those kids. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, oh my god, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what happens. So when I go to Waitrose, yeah, and I'm like, oh, these employees are doing well, these guys are doing well. The stuff, the, the, I don't think the prices of the, I feel like they, they're more expensive than M&S, but I don't think, I think they're on par with M&S. I don't think they're anything more special than M&S. I agree. I just think you have... I think then, Whole Foods, and yeah, you're talking about variety, that. is more of a thing. But there's so few Whole Foods, you can't really grocery shop there. I have to go as a Clapham to go to Whole Foods. Like, yeah, I'm that's gay. Yeah. Not, like, not, I mean, not gay. Man, that's gay. <laughs> um, anyways. Yeah. But yeah, do you, so what, what are you putting in your top spot, Alex? In my top spot? Yeah. There's no point I, all of you having a top three. I'm, I'm going to get fucking shit on for this. I prefer Asda over Tesco. Yeah, we're just I've never been to, to Asda. <laughs> Asda, for real. As, look, do you know what? Do you know what it is? I'm biased here because I know Asda has everything, and they are always in massive warehouses like Costco. Like exactly. they're always fucking huge. But here's my thing: it's overwhelming, though. It's over fucking whelming that you're always in there for fucking ages. It's not an efficient store. Everything's mixed around. The employees aren't helpful. They don't smile when they when I ask for help. You go to the customer service desk. There's always people at the customer service desk because the customer service is garbage. It's just a yeah. garbage town, man. The worst thing it's is, I, I, I can't actually counteract any of that. You know, it is true. It is true. But like, I just love my nan's one. My nan's one's got two different floors. It's in Clapham. And now, if I want to, like, that's true. You go in, you want to buy something, you end up coming out with something else. And granted, that is, is pretty annoying because they're in there. It is always pretty fucking stacked to the brim. But I just, I don't know. I've always liked that. Because Sainsbury's, for example, has got, like, a really shitty electronics, like, part of the store. I don't know why. I always like having the. Then like, go to Curry's. Yeah, I know, I know. But Curry's is far from me. But like, instead, I go to I go to my my nan's Asda. I can go upstairs. I can actually buy a TV if I wanted to, just off the shelf buy a TV if I wanted to. Yeah, you can I'm never lying. You can do that at Tesco as well. Okay. But you'd be able to find it. Oh, shut the fuck up, okay? Look, I don't have a Tesco in me. See, <laughs> I know you want to move on, but the thing about Tesco is that their produce section, every fucking thing I buy from Tesco goes moldy the next day. First thing. Yes, Second thing. That is such a no, you brand, cannot say brand, that. That, that is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Same with Morrison. No, you're, that is completely wrong. I think Tesco's taste of difference, all right, is... Yeah, I think if sorry, if Sainsbury's taste of difference is an eight, Tesco's is a seven. Sainsbury's taste of difference. And for, for for the price, for the price of Tesco's for the quality, I think that is a beautiful relationship, right there. 
Can we all just agree we I, don't I, want I, more? My produce does not go off straight away. <laughs> this is my bad luck because I shopped there for two years when I was at uni and all my shit went off. That's why I started just dropping it. <laughs> you probably just went like, to a can't... shit one. When have you ever seen lemons go moldy, like in the fridge? That does not happen. Why are your lemons in the fridge? I put them in Flatmate the put them there because my flatmates. Yeah, anyway, that's a whole other tangent. I'm just saying Sainsbury's own brand is elite in terms of Most the big market. Goes off faster in the fridge. Is maybe that no even not even in the fridge. Sometimes I would have like a lime in a drawer and it would go off like super quickly. In a drawer? I meant cupboard, I said drawer. <laughs> <laughs> the clarity of the tape. That makes to his balls, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, do you know oh, what I, I, I'll look, I I'll respect your criticisms of Tesco, you know. I don't work for Tesco, I don't own Tesco. You know, I don't have any stakes in it. I was quite offended, I got a bit defensive, I'll be honest. But I'm gonna understand your statement. I'm gonna take it in. I'm gonna ignore it, but I'm gonna take it in. <laughs> nah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not gonna ignore it. I think it's fair. Look, the produce at I still think like if we're talking about produce at supermarkets in the UK, isn't it? Doesn't it always just go up? Like, doesn't isn't that everywhere? Nah, it, there will be like occasions where you buy something from anywhere and it will just go to shit like the next day. Yeah, it's just, like, it's just I, a I, tough product. Like. I feel like, it, like with Lidl especially, that shit's gone the next day. Like, <laughs> it is, isn't it? So, that's because it like, travelled across the continent to get to you by that point. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, I mean, yeah, true, true, true. But anyway, we need okay, to well, move on. We've talked about supermarkets for what, how, how long we've been doing podcasts. All right, we're at half an hour. So we did school, did supermarkets. Nice. We kept both segments into 15 minutes. That is fucking beautiful. Now, Barbara Walters, not Barbara Walters. She's fucking still alive. Oh, Barbara Win Windsor? Win <laughs> oh, my God. Before we went on air, you were talking for like 10 minutes about how much you loved her. You can't get a fucking name right. Sorry, dude. It's, I just live. I live in this space between making sense and not remembering any thoughts. <laughs> not remembering shit. Um, but yeah, Babs died. Barbara Windsor, you know, uh, Dame Barbara Windsor, she passed away. She was born in 1937 to 2020. Good life, so not a sad death. It's like when my dog died, you know. I was like, oh, my dog's dead. This is really sad. But then I was like, but he was old. And isn't this the best case scenario to live a nice, old, successful life, eating treats and dog food out of a bowl? That's what they lived for. You went back to talking about Babs for a second. Barbara Walters doesn't eat dog food, you disrespectful <laughs> swine. She I was mean, a marvel. Now, oh, yeah, most of us know her as uh, Peggy. Peggy Mitchell. Peggy Mitchell. Get out of my pub. <laughs> Get out of my pub. <laughs> oh my god. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, just fucking iconic on British TV, mate. If you like the, if you like, this is the in memoriam section of the podcast, by the way, because everyone's someone's dying every week. Um, yeah, and they, you know, she was in the Carry On films, and these Carry On films are fucking amazing. If you like comedy, um, what can I liken them to to today? Um, I don't even know. Like, it, it doesn't really. I guess it's like physical humour, like British humour. But it's like Are we talking like about only fools and horses, or yeah, sort of that sort of era of okay. humour, I'd say. Oh, um, okay. e even even older, even older than that. Um, but yeah, oh, sure. very fucking good. Not good. She's dead. 
But um, very good career, very good woman, and big up to her. And when she left the Senders, I was very sad. And that's actually when I stopped watching it. Yeah, same, exact same time. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It was missing like a certain element, and every other person who owned the pub just didn't do it. Yeah, everyone here, everyone else who owned the pub was a quack. Right. They didn't really like it, it. Just like wasn't their pub. Like if it wasn't Phil or her, it wasn't their pub. Not their I mean? pub. Yeah. They really kind of fucked the continuity with how much they linked that family to the pub. Um, but anyways, now getting into the news. <clears throat> have you heard about this? Have you heard about? Uh, have you heard about Visa Card and Mastercard's war against pornography? No, well, specifically against Pornhub, isn't it? Yeah, but let's be honest, Pornhub is pretty much the hub of pornography. It is, it's in the name, yeah. I don't name. care for Pornhub, I have to say. Not, I feel like I'm going to be contrarian like on every segment, but like <laughs> X-Videos is way better. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm unaffected by this I'll news. I'll give you that, you know, sometimes you know there is... X-Videos gold. is way better. There is way, like, I mean... Fuck, <laughs> let's, let's be honest, X-Videos is... We all agree on that, right? That's just consensus. Um, write in if you agree with that as well. <laughs> <laughs> it is the Tesco of porn. It's abundant. Yeah, it is. Um, it's not even the Shit Tesco of porn. Stuff. It's like the Costco of porn. It's like that's it. Oh, everything's yeah. there. Everything's there. Some Pornhub. Every, there's so much stuff that's behind the paywall, but for some reason they don't tell you it's behind the paywall until you've clicked on it, which is so mean. But <laughs> you see a 37 minute video and it's like, no, you have to subscribe. Oh. Subscribe. <laughs> you have to subscribe to a porn actress. Like, you just uh, you get a notification well, that You way. mean OnlyFans? Like, oh my god. Oh, yeah. I, I never understand my OnlyFans. Oh, yeah, but yeah, here's here's a news story Visa Card <laughs> and MasterCard pulled the, pulled the rug out from under performers and models on Pornhub, each announcing within an hour of one another that they were discontinuing service with Pornhub completely following investigations into unlawful content on the site. Basically, some people were posting like child porn really and uh, Pornhub's not an investigative agency, so they can't investigate a lot of this stuff, but they can take it Did down. Did it just let you upload like that? But, yeah, it's like YouTube. It's like you get AdSense, but you get way more AdSense because you're showing your arsehole. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> to be fair, I've seen like people post like random films on it as well. Like, but they must not check that much. Yeah, they must not check that much. And plus, it's only when stuff gets reported that they check. There's so much yeah. stuff. There's more porn on Pornhub than any person in, could watch in their lifespan. Do you know what I mean? Like. You, you'd be there, you'd be, you would be from 1 to 99 and you would legit like, you'd barely be through 1% of all the porn on Pornhub. Uh, you'd be Red Raw. You'd be Red Raw, your cock would be falling <laughs> off, you'd, be, you'd have brittle bones because you're, you're elderly now and you've been beaten off for 99 years. And a hench arm though. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. One yeah. Arm, yeah, one arm. When you pass away, there's just one arm left. One eye and <laughs> But yeah, that's fucked, man. Like, I, I don't know what. Uh, for me, I'm just like, look, what do you want them to do? Yeah, like, that's like um, if Google was like, hey, YouTube, we don't want to work with you anymore. No more money. <laughs> no more advertising money. Like, it would just kill yeah. the site. What a crazy investment. I mean, how much money are they going to lose? 
How much, like, surely MasterCard and Visa are losing money from this, right? They, um, I'm pretty sure they get money via commission or something if someone uses their service. So, yeah, um, I know, but I mean, let's be honest. Oh, yeah, they'd be losing, yeah. Uh, if, you, if you had to pick a website to get commission from, Pornhub's probably yes, it. Pornhub, yeah, I, I don't know how many, subs- how many premium subscribers they have, though. I mean, it's, it's all around the world, isn't it? So and, I guess you know you're right. It, it, they they don't survive based on the like the guy who's like, oh, let me buy one. He buys like a porn every year. They survive on the guy who buys ten pawns a day. <laughs> and there's enough of those guys around the world to really make some big bucks. Then they've yeah, got the whole campsite yeah. thing going on. So every every time people donate, they get commission on that as well. So they've got a lot of shit going on. For sure, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of wasted money. Um, yeah, which is why X videos uh, but, is elite. <laughs> well, yeah, because they make money via ad revenue, don't they? I don't understand OnlyFans. I've never subscribed to anything, but like, I think anything that democratizes an industry which was previously top down is a good thing because it means, however, assholes like Bella Thorne celebrities doing on it and then posting fucking selfies instead of their holes like yeah fuck off <laughs> like li- you listen here you stupid bitch white women have, white women have taken enough from us and if you're going to take your titties away from me after i've paid for the fucking paywall that should be a sin oh that should be false advertising oh, it's shit. called only fans right but then again it's not specific but then yeah it's not specific it into... it's not specific so people turn it into something sexual you don't have to like, and you, just... you could jack off to Bellathorn's face if that's what you're looking for but like, i'm sure they know what it is by now like they know what's on our only fans and if they're still waiting be funny. for it surely though like people want to, want to show your tits go to cameo OnlyFans is a platform for sex workers, and it, that is where they make their, their <laughs> point. You're, you're, you're de- directly affecting these the pockets of people who already sit at the margins of society. You, that is so true. Fat tummy tea and appetite suppressing lollipops on your fucking Instagram feed. Yeah. And take shitty roles in Riverdale. No one wants to fucking have you exploiting this platform from people who actually need that money, you cow. Yeah, like how many revenues? How many revenue streams do you want? And you're right. Yeah, if you're not going to show your tits, go on fucking cameo. If that's what you're going to fucking do, if you make, you can't abuse a fucking platform. I mean, that's like, do you know what? Yeah, that's like, um, how, how can I get? What's an analogy? What's an analogy I can pull up from here? I don't know. It's just fucked up. You're right, Costa. I agree with you. But I don't think she's hurting anyone in the way you think she's hurting people. No, because um, people requested refunds, which ma- badly hit the platform, which meant that people got less money from kind of like literally so many people subscribed to her, realized she wasn't posting any explicit content and then unsubscribed or requested refunds that it kind of overloaded the platform and has like impacted oh, the shit. people. Also, with oh, every yeah, person right. that you follow on they, they put a only unsubscribe from another one. And if you un- unsubscribe from a natural like sex worker to follow Bella Thorne, then it's a whole thing. And it also gives the platform a bad name. It means it's being swarmed with people who just want to show like a bit of ankle instead of actual make actually make content so it's just kind of oh it's just kind of um what's the word it's um saturated the platform do you know what yeah this would never happen in a world where men still define what sexy was oh my god <laughs> well again Honestly, that's in the no, let's be honest. 
Yeah, I, that's what I know. But like, I mean, dude, fifty years ago, like if. <laughs> Like, this would have been a thing, like, people would have been like, oh, look, do you see your fucking ankles? God damn it, Jesus. Uh, and then they would have really <laughs> taken it seriously. But now it's like, bro. Like, you mean the 70s? Not, yeah, like, if you're not showing your arsehole, yeah, like, let's be honest, like, are you even in the top 10% of, of fucking, are you even pornographic at that point anymore? No, you're not. Like, we need to redefine what pornographic is. If shit like, can I, be posted I, on Instagram, it might be taken down. It's not pornographic. That's but, like, we need to legally justify it. Like, it needs to be a legal thing. Like, pornographic content is a thing that's too vague. Because anything can be pornographic, right? I mean, the WAP video is pornographic. Yeah, that's definitely pornographic. Yeah, give me that. On her OnlyFans, Cardi B does not post anything explicit because she's a mother on OnlyFans. But in the, her music videos, she'll show her tits. That's another yeah. thing. I'm not gonna I won't get into my Cardi B. Oh, it's Cardi B your type, Alice? Is that is that you going know, for? No, you know, it just it comes and goes. My type. I'll be honest. Cardi, Cardi B is a bootleg Nicki Minaj. Um, she is. Oh. I wish her all the best, but she's no Nicki Minaj. She's and um, Nicki Minaj is quite a class, which I like. What? I love that you say that, um, Darnell, because this is the first time in history we have multiple female rappers kind of rising. Because you have Cardi, you have Nicki, you have Flo Millie and Meg Thee Stallion and Doja Cat all releasing yeah, Well, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Costa. I was insulted by that statement you just made, especially coming from an audiophile like you. It's not the first time in history that loads of female rappers have been coming up. When the fucking precipice, the mecca of hip-hop was New York in the 90s and all these female rappers were coming out of New York. It was no surprise that uh, women could well, I guess you had Missy and Lil' Kim, but like, I don't know if they're... You had Missy, you had Lil' type. Kim, you had, uh, you had Queen Latifah, you had... Uh, um, there was quite a few, man. There's, there's more than a few. Because you just named five and said it was quite a lot. Like I'm saying, like, there but was at more... At the moment, than... they're all... At the top of the industry. Yeah, I think that's I don't what know if that was. Yeah, oh moment. fair. At the top of the so industry. Just like dominating, like top sales. Dominating. Top yeah, but I, like, yeah. I think Lil Kim was at the top of the industry. At what cost? At what cost? I mean, she went fucking crazy. Her cred she was, went down Lil the toilet when, when Nikki came because I was like, oh, she's better than Lil Kim ever was. Lil Kim wants to be white now. Fuck her. Fuck yeah, her. Yeah, but legacy. that's because of her, her mental it. illness. Lil Kim was still bigger than Meg is than any of the other rappers you just named besides Nicki Minaj. I mean, Nicki is peak, the queen. At her peak, before the oh. internet to be that big. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Yeah, I stand by my statement though. I think we're at a unique time in culture where you have these women at the very top of the game. No, I agree with your but statement I... as well. That they're at, that this is the first time there's this many women at the top of the game. But I feel like, how did, like, I feel like, I just feel like, but maybe this is about all rap, I guess, so I can't just put it on women. But I just feel like the women who were rapping before weren't just rapping about getting fucked. But then again, I feel like that's the thing about, again, I can't really speak but about rap in general. But is that all music? Yeah, I mean, because even male rap is way more sexualized than it used to be. I don't you know, Meg yeah. the Stallion and Flo Millie what they rap and also Doja Cat is not always about sex it's kind of like a I guess Flo Millie's stuff is more about like being a teenager being and empowering herself as kind yeah, of but like is she a young in the top? talent is she in the top she, she's she's on top of TikTok as that platform she is 
one of the like if you go on a tiktok you'll hear from millie song like if you go down your feed like yeah. and also okay, she's got that's, she's that's, not, that's not what we're talking about though we're talking about like the top based on one mixtape the level of streams and notoriety she's gained from one mixtape i think is pretty like i also my okay, favorite you can say the same for coffee when you say coffee's at the top I mean, it depends. Everyone's on a in a different path, really. Not not everyone's going to be the Nicki Minaj kind of mainstream collaborating with everyone, pop hits kind of thing. Because she did have that kind of turn into pop music. Yeah. She I did. guess in terms of where you would think a twenty-year-old rapper would be, she's at, she's doing pretty damn well. I think she's a, oh, a okay. rising star. Okay. Yeah, that's maybe. Okay. What what, what I'd like to say is like I, I'm not. I get the rising star thing, but I think there is a plateau that for women talking about real stuff, like, isn't as big. Like, I think there's a reason um, Young and May isn't as big as Doja Cat. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I think uh, there is a plateau where eventually you've, if you're, if you're not willing to sexualize yourself, you can't grow past a certain point. I think I think it's interesting. For like a Sid as audience, well. If you want to, if you want to get, if you want to get a certain audience of people, then yeah, I might have to agree with you on that part. Because there's going to be some. There's bound to be some people who just listen just for the sexual part. Because I, I, maybe some people get a kick from it. Because I'm, I'm saying, can you can you get to the top without the sexual part? That's what I'm saying. Like everyone at the the top, tipping top right now, they are all known for their bodies. Like I, I can. You say their name and I can see their tits. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it is a shame if you think about it. No, no, just it, why is it a shame? No, I'm not saying it's not in that sense. I'm saying, you know, if they want to do it, fine, they can. But like you said, is it, I'm not sure how true it is, but is it true that if someone doesn't sexualize themselves, they can't get to the top? Is it, is that's no. what I think it is. Yeah, that, that, that's it, what it, I think. That's what I'm saying. If it is sad, true, then that I think a, you could yeah, get yeah, to the top bad, before yeah. without sexualizing yourself. Yeah, I guess yeah, Nitty yeah, never yeah. really did that because of her whole thing, and same with Queen Latifah, their whole thing. I get, but the thing is that it's not like they didn't talk about sex. I think it's a shame because there's they a double standard. They spoke about sex, but about... they didn't speak about sex like the way they speak about sex. Like, it, do you know what I mean? Like, Kendrick talks In about sex, but he doesn't talk about sex the way Two Chains talks about sex. Yeah. As a black woman in the industry, in the mainstream, you're going to be sexualized regardless. Like there'll be a debate over where, whether you're fuckable, regardless of if yeah, you talk about sex. Yeah, how the fuck is Lizzo sexualized? But when you get, I'm mean, saying, when you get to a certain level, like even if Meg The Stallion was talking about church, like people would still make comments about her because she's a a, a stunning five foot ten goddess. Yeah, I think. Uh, I, I think know. it's a shame about when you look at the kind of male side. You have Kendrick and Chance the Rapper and those kind of people who don't really talk about fucking women constantly. They talk yeah. about their families and shit and their like heritage and culture and politics. Different, yeah, different like kind of topic. And arguably Kanye I'm as well. Even when they do talk about fucking women, it, how they do it is completely different. Yeah. They aren't talking like they're usually talking about the story getting into it, not the actual physical action. Yeah, do you, do you know what I mean? Like, there's a diff, like, like, um, like up, down, like that's pretty fucking. That's two chains. That's pretty fucking literal. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But like, um, what, what's the growing pains? What's that? Ken, what's that? Um, J Cole song. 
Oh, wow. Where he's like, uh, met this girl in class and they're dogs in the video. Oh, it's, it's, um... Oh, Crooked Smart. That one. I think you're wrong. Um... Which one are you talking about? J. Cole. Me, what oh, am I talking about? Oh, no, 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 Crooked Smart. No, I'm on about... Oh, Wet no. Dreams. That's it, Wet Dreams. Yeah. The music video. I don't talk about sex ever. <laughs> huh? The male rappers don't ever talk about sex. That no, that's what I'm saying. Some some dudes just talk about. What I'm saying know, is, you can you know get what? to the peak as a male rapper without that being your thing. Your main focus, so to say, for that song. Yeah, I'm saying the top uh, yeah, five you're, male I rappers. I think it's a shame though. Also, usually lyricists. you can rap about whatever you want. Really, Unless, I think. Or, yeah, obviously, you can do whatever you want. I I just think it it would be it would be cool to see more diversity at the top. I don't, I'm not saying I don't want to see sexy. I love tits. I'm saying I want to be, be able to, I want to know that someone who's not going to do the sexy can have just as much success. Still but we're not, we're just not there yet. We're just not there yet, so. Yeah, I would like to see it though. I like, I think there's a case of separating kind of your empowerment and your strength and your, um, from your sexuality. I just feel like they aren't often given the space to do that in a way that isn't kind of critiqued in a certain way. And even the fact that we're having this conversation now kind of speaks to that, but I would love to see it. And I think regardless, I'm, I, I think their music's great. And I think it's great that it exists and are doing so well. But I think yeah. I, I would love to see more conversation around why, if, the, if they feel they have to sexualize themselves, or if it's just like, this is the shit I want to talk about. I, and yeah. this is where I'm at. I mean, do you know what? Like, um... I I think you'll be but that's yeah that, that was great you're you're such you're, you're such a natural orator mate you actually are you're very good at talking man great that was a beautiful fucking sentence just then I was gonna try to add to it because I'm the host but I'm like what the fuck am I gonna add to that <laughs> he's rounded off nicely I got two kinds but no let's get into the uh, the next topic um, am I the arsehole? <laughs> Like, so actually no 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 we, we can do this now okay so here, here's the deal here's what we've got we've got like 10 minutes to play with before we even get into am i the arsehole so before we need to get to am i the arsehole to stay under an hour and a half um okay what could we do in that meantime I wanted to do something about films because I, I remember you being quite good with movies, Costa. Um, but I, I don't know what we can do now. How about this? How about this? Best rom-com. Best rom-com. Okay. We, we, we all state our favourite rom-com. We describe it. Then afterwards, we check the score on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh shit, I love really shit ones though, fuck, okay. Alright. <laughs> so does anyone want to go first? You're, it seemed like I, I will go first. Because <laughs> I have one. I don't know if it counts as a rom-com, first of all, I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna say it's probably just a comedy, but there's a romantic element to it because of the theme, Bridesmaids. I think it'll be, I think that is one of the best films of all time. But is that is that a rom-com? Um, let me Google what. Let me see what Google says. Google knows everything. <laughs> I guess because it's based around a wedding, so maybe it can be classified as a rom com because there is a romantic. There's romance in it because you have um, what's his face? You have um, T crowd guy, um, Chris O'Dowd and Kristen Wiig. Their storyline. Yep, comedy romance, according to. 
cool. Well, I've heard about Ride Maze. I've seen a lot of clips from it, and it does seem like a really fucking funny movie. But, but you need me, to watch. For me, a rom-com, and I get it's called, it's about a marriage, all right? Okay. But for me, a rom-com is, a rom-com is like, it's a story about, it's a funny story about pe- people falling in love. They can't already be getting married, you know? No, but she's not, no, the protagonist isn't getting married. She's the maid of honor. Oh, and, and she, she has is... a has she been Romantic. like one of forever made or something like that? Well, it's more no, it's more of a case of her best friends get married and her best friend has a rich best friend who's also the maid of honor. Well, she's not the maid of honor, she's kind of taking over and a lot at the same time the maid of honor's life is falling apart. Her oh. relationships are falling apart and it's a whole th- it's that it's but it's mostly about like the relationships between the bridal party, but she has a, oh, so a love it, interest throughout. Oh, I see. Because of police, unfortunately. I think the love has to be the main thing, in my um, honest opinion. Uh, yeah. But I do. I, I I know that's a an elite movie. I know people love that movie, so I can't say you're wrong in that in that choice. That's that's your that's your. Yeah, that's your it's on the cusp. I think it just about qualifies, but I have another idea. But I just don't think it'll be as critically acclaimed. But I, it's it doesn't made need well to made. be critically acclaimed. Oh, I don't right. care if mine scores fucking. Oh wait, zero. Love Actually, Love Actually is definitely my favorite. I fucking love. See, that's what I was like. Love Actually for me, that is a quintessential fucking rom com. I love that movie. For me, that'd probably be. It's in my top five for sure out of rom coms. But for me, One Fine Day. I've never seen it. One Fine Day. A lot of people haven't seen it, mate. But it is a beautiful fucking movie. With uh, it's got George Clooney in it. It's got um, uh, it's got this white woman in it. Very pretty white woman in it. Uh, was wait, it hold on, wait, Michelle Pfeiffer. I don't know. Michelle <laughs> Pfeiffer in it. Oh, wait, Michelle are we Fife- good? Yeah, I might as well just Google it now. Yeah, no, I've googled it. That's why I wasn't just trying yeah, to. Michelle Pfeiffer. Google. Wow, fifty percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. That was a <laughs> I, I think this film is so fucking underrated now I know the score on Tomatoes. <laughs> you just I said th- it out. Like I, I think this score probably has, I think it probably has a poor score because usually, let's be honest, George Clooney plays the same person in every single movie. Yeah. He's up. playing a loving dad in this movie. But he's playing it really well. And I, I, I would implore anyone who's not seen this movie to give it a chance. Fuck Rotten Tomatoes, they're not always right. Like, what does Rotten Tomatoes do fucking... Like, name another great movie that runs like Space Jam. What's Space Jam with Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, that's, I bet you it's gonna be like... 50. 43%? That was a backlash against Michael Jordan at the time, I think, in terms of him kind of moving away from sports and being his celebrity. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a sick movie. That shouldn't happen. Oh, I mean, it's so good. I had that on video. I, I loved it. Oh my it. god, yeah, I had VHS. Yeah, the fucking VHS. green video. Yeah. <laughs> and I had the Monsters Inc. one, which was blue. I love those colored. T- I got so excited when I saw oh, them. Whenever I saw a colored one, I always used to think it was like an elite movie, like above the rest. Yeah. I always loved it. Oh. Get rewind oh, extra quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know what the score is on my one. Have you guys ever seen Just Friends? Yes, I have. Ah, uh, that one. I. It's not the best, but it's the one that kind of stands out the most for me for some reason. I just, I think I find it primarily so funny. I think the comedy. And Reynolds is great, and Anna Ferris is 
fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Rom coms get really low scores, huh? That's the thing. They really, there's a really, I think. I think that's most comedies, most comedy movies, because it's so subjective. Yeah. Uh, I have another one, The Holiday. Oh, that's a fucking. It's so, so shit. It's also. Oh my god, no! I'm gonna change my first answer. I'm gonna change my first answer. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> no, tell me, tell us about the holiday. But I'm gonna change my first. Okay, answer. the holiday is, it's a soft Christmas film. It's not explicitly Christmassy, but it has a Christmas vibe. It's filmed the kind of it's got like a very warm hue to it. It's got a all star cast, but it revolves around um, Kate Winslet as this kind of sad woman from Sorry who works in publishing, um, and Cameron Diaz who is this hotshot film industry person who hasn't been able to cry since her parents got divorced when she was a child and they swap they do a timeshare together which is very like 2005 when where it was made um, oh, and, and they, they basically swap lives and and... i've seen it i love this movie this movie is great I it's about one of my favorite christmas films because it isn't christmasy explicitly but it just has the vibes of to it and there's like it's filmed around it's made around christmas yeah this film it's in a, really kind of a good. die-hard way of, of it being christmasy you described that so well that you, you reminded me that I've, I've seen this movie. <laughs> that, that's really fun. What a fucking great film. Yeah, this is actually a really good one, man. Um, I was actually, I, I'd so probably say time. people would be surprised by, uh, people would be surprised by um, Cameron Diaz in this movie, I think. He's, uh, oh, which reminds me, My Best Friend's Wedding, also an iconic Cameron Diaz film. Ooh. It's so underrated. Julia Roberts and Cameron Diaz in a rom-com. You cannot go wrong. Do you know what? Oh. Not a big fan of Julia Roberts. I don't know why. I could just never get into it. I love her. I think she's everything I've seen her and she's been amazing. I'm joking. Julia Roberts is great. I was, I, really, I was feeling ready to attack because I think she's fantastic. I think nah, she's great. It's everything. like with Meryl Streep, you can't deny just Phenomenal. good actress. Yeah. You don't have I mean, to critique something just because it's popular. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but um, like her movies speak for themselves, right? Like... Just like a lot of fucking good movies. Yeah. The great thing about Julie Roberts as an actress is that she does I mean, like working class of... white woman really well. <laughs> Which I think is kind of a fresh take because I think a lot of yeah. really popular actresses have a very middle class energy, but she is gritty and kind of can give you trader trash. Yeah. Except when it's like, <laughs> wait, is she the woman from the blind? Does she do the blind side? Is that That's Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. They see they're basically the same woman in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not really. Yeah, they play the same sort of roles. Uh, guess Sandra Bullock isn't often poised as being hot, even though she is. Whereas San- Judah Roberts is kind of like hot girl energy. Yeah, she's mum. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she played a prostitute. She's obviously fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, pretty woman. Also, I think a lot of people who are a bit older than us would put that up there, but. Yeah, I mean, Pretty Woman is definitely in my top three, to be to be honest. But um, I, yeah, again, do, I, yeah, but similar to um, similar to your The Holiday one, where it's a sort of Christmassy, Christmassy vibe. Um, Last Holiday is actually going to probably be my favourite pick. I mean, I don't know because I do really like One Fine Day. One Fine Day is probably my favourite, and this is probably second. But um, it's legit. This story, this woman. Um, she, she's a she goes she goes to work and she just has this normal life. Yeah, and this woman is Queen Latifah, and she's a great actor. All right, 
and yeah. she gets sexy. huh sexy taxi i said oh sorry yeah taxi <laughs> <laughs> but also very sexy black woman anyways so, but, you know anyway i'm not trying to i'm not trying to uh belittle her woman um anyways big up to herself so she's working in a supermarket she does these like food demos and she gives away free samples yeah and this is there's another guy in another department that she likes that she has a crush on but nothing's really happening it's a normal thing but um one day he asks her like oh hey we should do something sometime and that uh, in her panic she hits her head yeah and he carries her to the place and then they find out that she has a brain tumor um, the size of like a baseball on her head that's inoperable yeah and she's gonna die yeah. in like four weeks and uh, she's like oh, no she's gonna die in like three months or something and she's like well I'm gonna take out all the money I've saved and I'm gonna take out what my mum left me and stuff like that and she goes to the hot she goes to the um, bank and she's like um, I want to take out this amount yeah and it, it doesn't sound like that much but it, it's a lot for one holiday, but it, it's a lot to take out if it's all the money you have. So she takes out like $30,000, yeah? And it's all of, it's legit all of the money she has. And she's always had this dream to eat this chef's food. And she wants to go to this restaurant, eat this chef's food and die in fucking peace, yeah? So she just has a super luxury holiday, yeah? Like it's her first time flying first class, first time, all of this stuff, yeah? Then, yeah? I'm saying the whole movie, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it. This is still like sort of start premise of this thing. Then she just has the best holiday of her life, pretty much. And she falls in love, but she's dying, and that's the whole thing. And it's a fucking great movie. Great movie. Oh. Trying not to cry, lads. But yeah, oh, we just have <laughs> extra time. So now we can get into our favourite fucking segment of the show. <laughs> Am I the arsehole? Am I? You know what this segment is, don't you guys? Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Am I the arsehole for not telling my girlfriend that I have a kid? When I was 16, I got I got my then girlfriend, 16 also, pregnant. I know it was dumb of us. We made the decision to go through with the pregnancy. <laughs> but, <laughs> Jesus, but gave her up for adoption because we knew we wouldn't be able to provide the life she deserved. I visited her every once in a while, but then a couple, the couple that adopted her moved when she was around six months old. I haven't seen or heard of them since. I'm 26 now. My daughter should be around 10. I've been dating my girlfriend for about eight months and I briefly mentioned to her last week that I do have a daughter out there somewhere and I wonder if she is healthy and safe. My girlfriend got really mad at me asking why I didn't tell her before and that it was important information to leave out. Am I the arsehole? Edit. For those who are wondering, it happened because my girlfriend and I were at the park and this little girl ran by and without thinking I said, Jay would be around that age now. She asked who Jay was and that's when I told her. So is this guy an arsehole? No, he's not. Oh, fuck. He's an arsehole. Not his not. daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I think his fucking I think this girl the one the girlfriend seems like an arsehole to be honest. There you go, that's it. 
The girlfriend's definitely the arsehole though. It actually has nothing to do with her. That's why she's an arsehole. Because like yeah. he told her, first of all, he's only told her. She didn't like find out. And even if she had found out, it's none of her fucking business. Yeah, and what bearing does like it have? It, it, it would legit be the equivalent of him being like, oh, uh, like a girl I've had an abortion like when I was 16. Like it, it's legit, like it doesn't, he doesn't see her. She has no merit in his life. It doesn't affect him at all, do you know what I mean? So it's like, it, it's a bit weird to get so, like it, he, if he's not even that bothered about it, to make him feel so um, other for, for it is a bit, bit of a red flag to be honest. No, yeah, no, I don't. It's not like I could understand if now he's if if it was like the premise of oh, look I've got a daughter can you like can we grow her like can you help me raise her but that's a different thing that's like you know you're you're make you're then gonna impose a responsibility on someone yeah. which they didn't sign up for but this case it's just him speaking out loud you know probably sharing his feelings because in the end who like there's not much, that many people you might have the confidence about yeah and why would it come like, up. Talk why would it ever come like you're 20 you're 27 you've not seen a you've not seen or heard of this child for 11 years yeah, what kind of conversation are how you would have it come to up bring it up <laughs> like i think <laughs> someone bringing that up within the first year of being with you is pretty good process pretty pretty good progress yeah. sorry yeah. Also, that, yeah it doesn't oh, she, she's a bitch yeah, no. but also <laughs> if it if a gal said to me like Oh, like, da, 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 I had a child, but he's like, whatever. I don't see him. And I'll just be like, so you don't see him? And then they'd be like, yeah, I don't see him. I haven't seen him since I was 16. And I'd be like, and you're not planning to see him? And they'd probably be like, nah, like, and I'd be like, cool. That would be the only questions I'd have. Do you know what I mean? Uh, obviously, there's also a lot of shame wrapped around giving up a child for adoption, especially when you're so young. Like, that's yeah. a very complex thing so for her to be so like black and white about it it's a bit very asshole like yeah all right fuck that bitch she's an asshole you're not not an asshole mate that was you a very what, clear cut one i feel huh i feel like that was very clear cut it was a good introduction i'm just yeah, easing like, us very... in i'm just easing us in all right am i the asshole for telling my ex he doesn't get to do enjoyable things with our son me and my ex-husband split up six years ago when our son was seven, but he still lives very close and we spend a lot of time together. Our son Bass is autistic and he has a lot of special interests. He talks so fast you can't understand what he's saying and he'll tell you the same fact 500 times. But I love him and I love that he wants to talk so much. His father is less tolerant. After 10 minutes or so, he'll go, all right, kid, that's enough. <laughs> and, con and continue to cut our son off whenever he tries to talk. I've tried talking to him about it, and he said that he wouldn't mind if Bass spoke about new things, but there's only so many times he can listen to the same facts, and it gives him a headache after a while. I let it slide, and I explained to my son that his father is less tolerant. Oh my God. <laughs> Daddy don't love you. What the fuck? <laughs> what? Anyway, we'll carry on. Right. Two weeks ago, I, actually, we're not going to carry on. We're, we're going to interject. This is a long one. <laughs> what the fuck? First of all, just from here, yeah? Why would you... Oh, he... Well, you, you shouldn't cut him off because he doesn't understand it because he has autism. But then you tell your autistic son, it's because your dad's less tolerant. Like, he's going to understand that. Okay, tolerant yeah, that... of you, of your existence yeah. and your temperament <laughs> because you're autistic. Like, really that, that, that is definitely like a I'm turning my son against this man sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, it's all it probably, it probably makes like. the son hate himself as well because he doesn't 
know, he's probably he's not going to understand it. Yeah, he's not going to get it. He's yeah. not going to fully understand the concept. So you're just fucking him up. And then he's going to repeat that fact over and over again. Anyway, let's carry on with Yeah, let's carry on with Two weeks ago, my son, I got my son a dog, as dogs are one of one of his special interests. I think he needs a companion f- through this pandemic. I'm in a better financial situation, and Bass definitely knows what he's doing. Oh, with the dog, okay. Um, I called a local shelter, we looked for a dog who would be best fit for us, and now we have a new member of our family. We went distance dog shopping and my ex eventually found out about it weeks ago, a week ago. He got upset that I'd do something that meant so much to our son and not invite him along. I told him once he sat and engaged with our son for more than half an hour regarding his special interests, he could start coming with us when we do family things. He got huffy about it, saying that it's not like that, Um, but I was done with the conversation and hung up on him. Oh, well, you were already done with the conversation before you even oh, fucking took him to get a dog. And your side and fucked off. You were done with the conversation when you were telling your son that his dad doesn't love him. <laughs> um, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, I woke up to literally hundreds of missed messages and texts from family members. My ex had plastered it all over Facebook. Most of the replies consisted of people calling me selfish, but a few, particularly one from my mother, hit hard. Your own fucking mother's calling you. (laughs) Your own mother's backing your ex. That is hilarious. She specifically said that the reason Bass doesn't get along with his father is because I exclude him from things. She seems to think my ex isn't going to want to put in the hard work if he isn't going to get the fun stuff as well. I said he should do the hard work either way because he's a father and that's his job. Overall, the backlash has been really bad. Bass, Bass knows what's going on and has chosen to ignore it in favour of hanging out with his new best friend. So, Reddit, am I the arsehole? Yes, you're a fucking arsehole. You're, you're trying to turn your fucking retarded son against his dad and he doesn't even understand you're trying to do it. I mean, at, at the beginning, it seemed like the dad was a bit of an arsehole, but then as it progressed, she, oh, she just kept How are you, t- like, to try and manip- emotionally manipulate your disabled son? If, what? I think they're both arseholes. How are they both arseholes? I do think the, the woman's way worse. I, I, think. I don't dispute the fact that he's probably a bad father and doesn't know how to handle his son's autism, because I feel like he is men just tend to be less patient around children in general and yeah. fathers tend to be less patient that's just my perception yeah, but um, I mean, and like, experience all, all right kid, that's fathers. enough does that seem that harsh but yeah just like a 10 year old autistic child that's pretty like that's basically time to shut up and stop talking when they're already going to have a lot of issues socially as they yeah. grow older anyway you kind of want to allow them to be as confident as possible before they enter secondary school and stuff so actually yeah that's not great just because he's fed up with his son talking like you should know you should have pulled out then maybe if that's your attitude anyway so he's probably an arsehole i don't just mean he's probably not a great father she's probably the better parent however Why if that's the case that? you need to mitigate against any divisions because you don't want that child to grow up presenting their father who's still very much in the picture if he was a deadbeat dad maybe that's the case but he's clearly still very much wants to be raising why, a child yeah, wants, one, one have to why, keep why, why do you assume that the mum is the better parent um because well, this is her perspective 
it already isn't very flattering of her. So there's only so much I'm willing to assume that she's painting it to be nicely. I'm assuming just because I think mothers tend to be more in tune with their children's needs. This is all generalization. I don't know these people. I'm assuming that's the case. I, here's what I'd say. I, I wouldn't assume, for me, the better parent is the parent who tries the hardest to do to get the child what is best for them yeah i don't it seems very misingenuous to be like you need to understand our son better so i'm gonna let you spend less time with him it almost seems selfish so i question who the better parent is there i don't question how she got custody because no one questions how women get custody because the woman gets custody so i wouldn't assume that the woman is outright obviously the better parent Especially if the mum's jumping on her side, the woman who raised her. I feel like the right. dad is probably more patient than this woman saying. If she, I mean, she said, I so, I mean, the way she said, I let it slide and I explained to myself. So she's saying, she said to the dad, so she's saying, I let it slide. I just let it slide. So I, and I just said to my son that his, like, you didn't let it slide. I think she should have spoken to the dad at that point then. You should have. You should have asked the dad to have a conversation. Had a. Do you know what I mean? It, it, what I'm saying I is like, dad, yeah. what's best for the child? For me, the dad's ignorance is not him actively working for something selfish. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, can I also say like, I, I get like fine. You, we can say you know maybe the father is you know selfish and whatnot in some aspects, but I do think as well if the mother is for certain things and you're not buying the dog if she's not involving the dad you're only going to make things worse because if you're not going to involve the dad that doesn't give other topics of conversation for the child to explore for the, like, the dad to discuss with the kid just because you're saying the dad doesn't put in enough effort already as it is it's it's like a downward spiral it gets worse and worse and worse yeah. so I think, she's I weaponizing think the, child, the child she definitely doesn't have a situation she doesn't involve the dad right? get back at her ex-husband like you got divorced get over it your child is now more important than your non-existent marriage like you have to swallow it and actually try and co-parent amicably or else it's going to create problems it's going to fuck up the child that's all and he's really going to have problems being autistic so you need to swallow your pride a bit love and actually just try and make the relationship as friends and as kind of unhostile as possible yeah like i'm i'm i've not i know this i know this person from uh, a while back and uh, she's a she's a single mother and uh, they had a child, she had a child with this guy uh, when they were quite young. I can't remember how old they were now. But, yeah. um, and the two of them don't get along, okay? They don't get along. The parents just don't, okay? The, par the, par the girl's family side don't particularly like him, from what I've understood. But nonetheless, when it comes to Christmas or when it comes to any festivities, birthdays, you know, he still comes over. Fine, she might not like him, but they still work together. They pull up the you know, to the give kids. a certain environment for the child, which just makes sense. I know a family in Italy, for example, who broke up, and yet the husband, or like the ex-husband rather, still lived in the house for like a year, I think, just to provide, like, just to try and make sure that the child still got the feeling of, you know, father and mother cohabiting and living together, which is, you know, I, I, I think, you know, I, I presume that is the ideal situation. You know, you live with both parents together. I think. Yeah, and I, I think like, I, <coughs> oh, sorry. I don't know because I got a bit in, in, in I got a bit triggered <laughs> when you, you, <laughs> you, you, you assumed he was a bad father. But it's not a bad assumption to make because He's a shit day. That, that, that's usually the case. Like it's usually the case that the dad doesn't want to be there. But for for me, when when she when the first sentence is me and my me and me and my ex husband split up six years ago when our son was seven. 
So your son's 13 now. And then she says, but he lives very close and we spend a lot of time together. So I know for the last 13 years, this guy has been spending a lot of time with his son. He's been present, yeah. For me, I'm like, he's trying. So as soon as someone who's trying to get better at something is criminalized or like, they're not being good enough now, and they're not given the chance to be good enough now, I, I, it, it, it irks me, but yeah, you're an yeah. arsehole, lady. And if your mum's calling but you an arsehole, can be an arsehole too. That's my point. Is that like it, both things can be true. They could, they time. could both be the arsehole, but the question is, am I the arsehole? And you are an arsehole, lady. She, she's an arsehole for what she's done, but he, yeah. he can also be an arsehole. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, I like, I, I think dads are probably a lot less patient overall with uh, children for the most part. Don't think that's yeah. a bad, uh, a bad guess to make. But I think it's like it's guys are a lot less patient than women. So I, I, I also think it's something that guys have to work on more than women. Yeah. So it, it doesn't. It's. I still don't think it's fair to be like, well, he's less, and so he's wrong therefore worse yeah yeah like do you know what I mean she's also competing for her son's love like ultimately every parent who is who's divorced from their a child's other parent they're going to be fighting so I think subconsciously she's trying to create a division because she wants to be that child's alternate parent and I think that's wrong which which is very wrong Um, I'm glad my mum kept kept my dad in my life uh, because they had a pretty rough divorce but she was like well I'm not going to I don't. I want my kids to love their dad. I think that's an important choice you make. I think that's what sure. most good mothers would make. I think if that's not even a choice you just make naturally, it says a lot about you. Like yeah, it says I more about it takes you a big than the Like my dad was an arsehole, but my mum would have also like two wrongs don't make it right. She would have also been. You're right. They could both be arseholes. If she'd done that the other way, she'd have been an arsehole as well. But my dad did get better. And my dad did get more understanding over time. Do you know what I mean? So the idea of like, imagine if my mum was like, "You're not allowed to go bowling with your dad because he doesn't like your bullshit." <laughs> like, I'm like, what? <laughs> but anyways, uh, here's here's the last one. This one seems quite juicy. Am I the arsehole for telling my aunt I'm not going to follow her relationship advice because she's a quadruple divorcee? I'm currently single, but for some reason my aunt has decided I need advice on how to keep a man. I'm not sure why she's focused on my dating life, but it's her favourite topic of conversation. Regardless of how often she's told to stop or change the subject, she insists and goes on and on giving me advice. Her advice is bad, like I'm certain some of it borders on abuse. For example, she told me not to let my future boyfriend be friends with other women. Not to let him go out alone unless it's to work. Make him pay for everything. Make a list of relationship rules for him to follow. Oh my god. This person is a sociopath. Jesus, there's some damaged woman. What the fuck? This is what my ex was like. <laughs> nah, nah, my ex wasn't like this itself. She wasn't like this itself. Um, but she was kind of like this. You bitch. Anyway. <laughs> These are just the uh, these are just the ones that stood out as awful to me. I don't know why I blocked her and everything, so she can't hear this. And from analytics, I can tell she ain't listening. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's like ninety nine percent males, and I think I know the one woman listening. 
Um, these are just the ones that stood out to stood out to me as awful. Um, they must be wrong because my aunt has now been divorced four times. It's always her exes who initiate the divorce. But all she ever says about the divorce is that her exes are weak men who don't understand how to sustain a healthy relationship with a mature woman. She stopped by today and within 30 minutes started dishing out her advice to me again. She'd been asked to stop twice at this point but was still mid-rant. I couldn't take it anymore so I loudly said why would I follow the relationship advice of someone who's been divorced four times by the age of 50. She stared at me and then went mental like crying while shouting and how I was rude, cruel and arrogant and that I should be grateful someone was willing to help me get a relationship after being single for so long. I'm 18, I'm happy being single right now. Oh she left shortly um, after this. Mum tell Mum telling me bringing up aunt's divorces was an unnecessary low blow, <laughs> and I should just have ignored her because she had good intentions. That just said she had it coming <laughs> and hasn't done it one. again. Um, I'm starting to have second thoughts about how I handled things. She is a, she is sensitive about her divorces and being single again at her age, but I couldn't think of another way to get her to stop, so am I the answer? No. Definitely not. Your dad's fucking no. right on this one. Oh my God. I mean, uh, yes, she's an arsehole for like being blunt and because uh, she really upset her yeah, aunt. You, However, you I would do the exact way. same thing. You could have How said it a different way. Here's what you should have said. You should have said, you could have, you should have been, the, a nicer thing to do would have been to be petty and to completely avoid having to say the truth while saying the truth. So if you'd yeah. said something like, well, I just hope I don't get divorced in future. You don't have to say to her that you oh, know she's right. been divorced four times. You just have to let her know that you look down on divorce. And just from the sheer shame, she will stop giving you advice. I don't know. Is that nicer though? That's probably a bit more it's, arsehole. Okay. It's, it's, more, <laughs> it's, more, it's more of a subtle arsehole thing. So I suppose it is nicer, yeah. Because you're not you're going to make them, you know, that's not crying and fucking one. Yeah, because yeah, if, you, if, you, if you've already said to stop and she's not stopping, then saying stop isn't going to work. Yeah, that's why she said, why would I take advice from you? <laughs> yeah. All my relatives are like this. I have hundreds and hundreds of relatives and they all love giving me advice. And I'm like, I, I, I just don't think you're successful enough to give me advice. <laughs> I feel like you're not excellent you enough now? to give me advice. That is mad. Like, I mean, I get that as well. Like... what I'm earning currently and you're like double my age, I don't want to hear your advice about careers. Yeah, like what her aunt can tell is what not to do because obviously she's had a lot of bad relationships. If she framed it in like a very humorous, like... If she held herself accountable and was like, well, I've done this wrong and I've done this wrong, it would have been all right. I'm very against this whole respect your elders bullshit. I think elder people can be arseholes and be abusive and toxic and horrible and you shouldn't have to put up with their shit just because they're old and relate to you. However, if you want to preserve this relationship with this woman, you don't blow up at them because obviously they have a lot of ego in their ability to give wisdom to younger spirits and be these kind of fountains of knowledge for the young people in their family and that means a lot to a lot of them especially in my culture that's a big deal i don't subscribe yeah. to that however i don't blow up at them because i know it's going to be a bit more 
and they will take hostility, it very and it's going to to be more of a burden on me because I'm going to be framed as being nasty and volatile and rude. So it's yeah. a case of if you want to maintain a relationship with your family, you have to compromise and deal with their bullshit because you know they're going to die eventually anyway. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, and like to, to be honest, you're one hundred percent right, Costa. Like, it's the question is, do you want to sustain this relationship? And if you wanted to, if you didn't want to sustain the relationship, you're actually not an arsehole in any way. But if you wanted to sustain that relationship, there's a part of you that cares about how your auntie feels, and you probably could have said it in a nicer way. Maybe you could have gone for, "Hey, auntie." If you give me advice again, I'm gonna have to bring up your divorces. Maybe that would have been nicer. Even like, even giving her a warning, it might have been. <laughs> Put on the three, two, one, BTZ stuff. <laughs> might have, yeah, might have been like, or maybe just, maybe just be like, hey, auntie, how are you? You know, she's a lesbian. Like, maybe ask your auntie, like, why she, she, yeah, you know, maybe ask her that. And maybe then you can get some good advice. Maybe then she'll be like, she'll show her flaws, not even knowing that she's showing them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But like, I mean, I don't know how to get someone to stop, like, talking to you. Yeah, how do you get, when someone just keeps talking about something, how do you protect their feelings and ask them to stop talking about it? Because... I had, an, I remember with my ex, I had a very big argument because she kept going on about Reiki and crystals. And I was like, look, yeah. babe, like, we can talk about so much stuff. Like, I love talking. I can talk all day, but I cannot talk to you about this. There is not enough to talk about. But with, do you know what I mean? There's nothing here. This is nonsense. You know what I sometimes do? Stop I talking sometimes to just... me about it. But there's no I... nice way to say, stop talking to me about this subject. Uh, literally, I just do a soft reset. I get up, I say I need to go to the toilet, go to the, come back and I start a brand new conversation. And just, they, rarely do they just go back on it, at least for me. Now, but usually what happens is you go do that and they've been on their phone further researching it while you've been away. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, did you see this? Oh shit, yeah, I can, okay, you know what, I can give you that. Yeah, that can happen, Tom. Oh, yeah, it, it's so annoying, like, it's always people giving you advice as well. Like, I've got some family members who are fat, who will give me nutrition advice. Family members who have gone <laughs> to prison, who will give me girl advice. It's like, weren't you just, didn't you just spend four years with just men? I think I probably understand a woman a bit more than you, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, the family members who give advice, honestly, the only family members you should give advice to are your siblings, really. Like, like I get some advice from my from my mum, but like my mum always goes, well, I've been divorced. So, do you know what I mean? I'm never going to criticise how you, what you plan to do with your dating. Yeah. You can learn from some of my mistakes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we stand self-awareness. That's that's the key. If you can be self-aware, like I said, if you can be humorous about the fact that your relationships have been such a sham, then that's obviously quite endearing in an aunt. But if you're like, listen, mate, I have a love experience. I know my shit. That is, that's one thing. I think I'd put cousins in there in the sense that people who are around my age who have also been to uni, which most of my old, older relatives haven't, in fact, none of them have really, um, have had, are facing similar kind of structural generational issues that I do because they're my age. Take their advice. If you're like an older person, you have to realize that the world has changed since you were my age and you, I can't follow your path because it doesn't exist anymore. 
Yeah, always very, very different. Like, yeah. Who really wouldn't want to? Quite yeah. Honestly. <laughs> no, it's happened. Like, that's the thing. That, you know, even even just general advice, not just particularly relationship. But sometimes, I don't know, my mum will give me advice on, uh, like, for example, studying kind of thing. And, um, uh, or like studying on how to prepare to, for an exam. And, you know, we discuss about it sometimes. And fine, sometimes we argue about it. But then ultimately, in the end, she says, she the topic usually ends with her saying look i don't know this is just what i think and that's it like you know she just she will share her opinion and stuff like that and she will openly accept that there's a difference in opinions and that's it I, I can't lie i've had a very very easy when it comes to talking with family and stuff if, I, if there's something i don't want to talk to my dad about or like to my mom about i just say look can we just really not talk about it and they will just be quiet they will shut up and i do the same with them sometimes so um but yeah, no. In the end, it's yeah, relationship. Like, just general advice is is is, is quite hard because if you think about, it, we've rushed over what that auntie's actually said. Like, we've completely ignored what the auntie said. Oh yeah. We don't have a comment about that. <laughs> this wait, rambling is really wait. like we can gather that she's not very smart and she's not like a formidable source of advice. That's kind of I just disregarded what she said because yeah. it's irrelevant. Like weak what... men who don't understand. Like anyone who has just demonized the whole genre of men. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, like I, I mean, I say genre um, because like gender isn't a, is now just an art form, and sec- like different genders are just different <laughs> genres of that art. Ish. Ish. Yeah. Like in a sort of way. Uh, yeah. 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 Whatever. I don't know. I said the wrong word. And I tried to justify it. Anyway. She's a bitch, man. I just, I don't understand. Like, I, 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 one thing that just makes me sad is when it's like, when someone gives advice and you can tell from their advice that they've been hurt too many times. You have to take it with a grain of salt, I'm sure. Yeah, you just have to take it yeah. with a grain of salt. Yeah. Also, for them, it's like the only thing I have from this horrible traumatic experience is the fact that I can talk about it now and it's part of my story. So they probably have a lot of pride in that, even if it's like t- all rated terribly and also yeah. they come off really badly <laughs> from what they're saying. It's like, it's an extension of their ego. And I think using what is probably her most, her biggest insecurity and slamming it her in an argument i mean that's a fierce move i would totally do that i do it a lot but in terms of burning that bridge you've really upset that woman and you've probably winded her for quite a while oh yeah, yeah. i don't see like, but she it, needed it to hear it there was probably no one telling her it this is the problem it, it falls to the kind of outspoken one which is often me to like spill it and it's an uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I sometimes they have to hear it, but also I don't think she did. I don't think at her age she's going to change. So you're just going to make her feel worse about herself without her actually redeeming or getting any better. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But guys, that was pretty fucking good. And you know what? I'm very glad you could join us, Costa. And I'm very glad you could be a, on another episode, Alessandro. And I'm, I'm glad that we're sort of reconnecting with you, Costa, even though it did start from Among Us. You were definitely one of the people from my school, from my... When I think of nostalgia, when I think of a lot of those happy memories, you're a constant in a lot of them. So it's, it's very, very nice to be actually talking to you again. So I oh, likewise, to... that's really sweet. Oh, it I really like is. To... Like, I remember one time I was going, I was going through a tough patch. I was talking to Darnell about it. And I think, I don't know how, I think Costa popped up something. I remember talking to you specifically about it. And um, you've always been there. You know, even even if it's like not always, always. Like, as in, you know, there's always someone I could fall back on. I know. So, um, it's been really, it has been really, really nice. 
And on that note, I would like to read a poem um, about friendship called A Time to Talk. When a friend calls me from the road and slows his horse to a meaning walk, I don't stand still and look around on all the hills I haven't hoed. I shout from where I am, what is it? No, not as there's, no, <laughs> not as there is time to talk. I thrust my hoe in the mellow ground, blade end up and five feet tall and plod. I go up the stone wall for a friendly visit. All right, now you can decipher that in your own time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Darn.exe.